The IRS finds itself on new ground, getting stimulus payments out and also keeping the tax filing season running through July 15th. Tall order. Agency officials expect to send 60 million stimulus payments by mid-April. But the timeline for the rest of the country is extending out further than the Treasury Department first projected. Meanwhile, nearly half of the IRS workforce is working from home, and more could soon join them. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the latest. And Jory, this is a lot to sort out. What are the big challenges the IRS is facing? Maybe it starts with nobody at home in the building. Yeah, well, as you point out, it really is a three-pronged challenge here with the stimulus payments, making sure those get out the door, keeping the filing season going, and also dealing with the fact that, as you say, the, the telework, about half of the IRS's workforce is out on telework right now. And to really get a sense of those first two issues, the stimulus payments and the filing season, to get a sense of how those are going to conflict with one another, I spoke with former IRS Commissioner John Koskinen. He told me that having both of those going at the same time is kind of like having a plane flying while you're adjusting it. And what you're trying to do here is program it to pull data out of the database. And that may be relatively simple and straightforward, or it could be complicated depending on what parts of the system are affected. Well, he's been through it himself, I think, because there were stimulus checks early on in the Obama administration, too. Was that Koskinen? Not sure. Anyway, but the IRS has been through this before. And, Jory, that process would seem to bring the IRS right up against its legacy IT, which it's been dealing with for since it was not a legacy. So it sounds like that could be really a challenge, huh? Yeah, the IRS has long been dealing with legacy IT as a challenge, and they're right in the middle of their latest IT modernization round. It's supposed to take six years, and one of the main goals there is to revitalize its individual master file, which is really the the engine that drives each year's filing season. Uh, To get a sense of the IT challenges the legacy IT challenges here in the context of what we're talking about now. I spoke with former Chief Technology Officer Terry Maholland, and he said that things are running smoothly for the most part with the filing season, no major hiccups there. But he said that the challenge is really preparing for next year's filing season. This is the time when the IRS is preparing for next April. That will continue. But now you're saying, let's change those legacy systems while we're still in filing season. That's the thing that worries me, is the normal processes you would follow to make code changes handling the law, you do not do during filing season. (laughs) You do this, do a ton of testing, and now you're being told, oh, we're not ending filing season. It's going to continue with a date change. That is the cackle of someone who knows what they're talking about, sounds like to me, Jory. A little nervous laughter there. And and Milholland pointed out it's not just aging IT, it's an aging workforce. Uh, last year, Chuck Reddig told the Senate Finance Committee that about half of the IRS's workforce is eligible to retire as of next year. Uh, very few of them are under 30 or, or what you would consider millennials. And, you know, to, as part of all this, uh, very few... That's a lot of institutional memory of how to deal with things like COBOL. There's a lot of stories going on these days about the IRS not just having enough people for COBOL, but now state systems with their unemployment systems, that's coded in COBOL, and they just find, can't find enough people who know how to work with that. And that's only one part of the puzzle. A lot of times what we're hearing is that these programmers need to know how these specific agencies set things up as well. 
We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, and I would say that COBOL is for sissies. The he-men really take on the assembler language, and that's what's all over the IRS. But this business of the stimulus payments, what is the timeline? When can they expect to get them out in the mail to the people that receive them? Right. That's what a lot of people care about right now. And the IRS does expect to get 60 million payments through direct deposit done by mid-April. This is all based on a memo from the House Ways and Means Committee that we obtained. And that memo was based on conversations the committee has had with the IRS as well as the Treasury Department. And that first round will include Social Security beneficiaries that do file tax returns or have filed them this year or last year. Um, After that first round of payments, 10 days later, they'll kick off a second wave That includes Social Security beneficiaries that don't file tax returns. And, you know, sometime later, starting in early May, the Bureau of the Fiscal Service will get the printers running on sending out 5 million checks weekly. And this memo says that that could take as many as 20 weeks to get all those checks out the door, all these physical checks it's worth pointing out, Tom, that before this pandemic situation, we've heard from the Bureau saying that they are at a modernization point where they're trying to wean themselves off having so many employees work on printing physical checks. And now we're clearly seeing that that is a a big issue for them right now. Well, once again, Congress fired ready aim. And let's talk about the telework at IRS, because I imagine that's a complicating factor in all of this big job they've got to get done. Right, right. About half of the IRS's workforce is out on telework now following an evacuation notice that the agency issued late last month. It's worth pointing out, Tom, that for something as scary as evacuation notice, just the title there, that really just means that employees that have a telework agreement in place, they have to use that. And it allows the agency some additional flexibilities, allowing supervisors to give employees tasks and assignments that they wouldn't normally do during their day-to-day routine. And for everyone else, for the 56% uh, who are not who are not on telework now, um, a lot of them are still working on site. That evacuation notice allows them to still do that. And there's a third bucket of employees that are on weather and safety leave. That essentially means that they are not doing their jobs, but they are at home and they are getting paid. It's worth pointing out that a lot of the a lot of the people we spoke with for this story said that the IRS did complete a successful pilot on telework for call center employees. And that's going to be really critical because back in 2008, the the IRS was getting millions of calls from its call centers asking about the stimulus checks back then. And with diminished capacity, you can well imagine what a challenge that will be. And and as part of the story, I spoke with the National Treasury Employees Union and officials there said that they are working with the IRS to expand that to expand that pilot with uh, call center employees. Yes, I was going to ask, the union is kind of working with the agency, at least now. They've been at loggerheads for so long. But in this particular crisis, it seems like there's maybe a little bit of cooperation going on. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really keeping in touch with each other daily. And that's the situation across the government right now. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story and all of our pandemic coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person, 
or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.